Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of Soundwave. I am your host, Matt, and joining me is my co-host, Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. We are here, and it is my birthday episode because this is getting released on my birthday, but I don't have anything special planned for it. So I can't believe it's been two weeks since we last recorded. I know. We both were shocked about that. Uh, Carlos had a whole week off in between there, and he had too much fun. I felt like a week. I felt like we did this last week. It does, actually. And then this week I've been working all week, and then all weekend long we missed Soundwave. So that could be one thing. It may feel like it was just last week because we didn't do sound or uh, we didn't do Department of Offense this weekend. Yeah, that probably didn't help. My whole way, the way how I differentiate each week is was gone. Is the Sunday in between. Uh, for two weeks in a row, actually, because uh, we had uh, audio issues. Oh yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, uh, patrons and listeners out there that yeah, we haven't done. This. That was unfortunate. Like uh, Sunday was my bad because we did uh, birthday tubing as we do every year, and uh, that was a great time. And we made it last like five hours, which was supposed to only last two. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was a good time. Um, what else have we been up to? You guys did a whole bunch of uh, tabletop this week, didn't you? This past weekend. For the for last fun. couple of weeks, we have, uh, like, there's a unrecorded D&D thing that we do that uh, we've actually, it's been several, like, we hadn't played since, like, January. Yeah. And then for the last two weeks, and then again this weekend, we've been, uh, on Saturday mornings, we've been uh, playing it. Nice. And that's over it's been fun. Jake Tom's, I over think, Over at right? Jake Tom's, yeah. yeah. And cool. then uh, we recorded uh, some more D&D on uh, Friday night of... Uh, I gotta play my fav- one of my favorite characters to play, the oh barbarian. No. Oh no! I love being a crazy barbarian who doesn't have to worry about thinking. Yeah, that I don't. I don't think I've ever played with a character like that with you actually before. It's great. I don't have to think ahead or anything. It's <laughs> you like you just act. <laughs> I smash stuff. <laughs> Except I try to talk with a southern accent that changes every couple uh, seconds. And then I heard Peter likes to be a wizard now. He like he enjoys the being a wizard or a warlock or something. He was playing a warlock. I don't know if he, he's got he's got a handle handle over pretty well just because he's playing warlock in both that one because he basically is using the same character because he don't want to have to roll it okay. again, and also in uh, the other one he's playing a warlock so he's got his handle okay. handle over it. Nice. Yeah, I've always just enjoyed playing a fighter because then you just play as you are. Whenever yeah. I have to deal with spells and stuff, I always get confused very easily <laughs> and. Uh, I look at the book far too much and not think about anything. Yeah, basically, but like I, I make barbarian more complicated than it has to be. But it's, it's fun. <laughs> I really, also like I'm really bad at trying to keep my accent, the accent up. Like it's terrible. It's like I, I heard you made it for like two hours of the show or something though, or like an hour of the show. It, it really came and go went. It was kind of hard. <laughs> now let's see if I can. Uh, uh, uh my character uh, Samuel Dogatil kind of talks like, kind of uh, talks like this sometimes or A sometimes he drawl. has. I try, I try, for, oh but, but it, it just kind of goes all over the place. <laughs> I can't really uh, control it very well. <laughs> and you have to say Samuel. Samuel. You, you, you can't say Samuel. Sam. It's got to be Samuel. Like, like there's a W in there. Like Samuel. And I apologize to, to anybody who lives in any place with an actual like, sort of <laughs> accent. Stuff. Like, I don't claim it to be for it to be accurate at all. <laughs> Uh, I can't wait to hear that one. Is that was that a recorded one? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. Uh, we've been doing uh, playing with those characters for a while. Okay, so there's a bunch of them uh, in the t- if you look up uh, tabletop theater. Nice. Uh, otherwise, yeah, birthday tubing happened. You came down to the bar and drove us home, which was nice yeah. of you. Um, past week, not a whole bunch else has happened. I bought tickets to go see Taking Back Sunday and tickets to Billy Talent. Cool. 
so that should be exciting. Billy Talent just had a new album come out, so I've been listening to that a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to? Not too much. Uh, I actually picked up a couple of books from Amazon. Like this, it was one of those purchases where I, uh, you order it and then like literally ten minutes later you forgot that you ordered it. Oh yeah, yeah, I've done that. And like it arrived on Monday because like oh I, I ordered a couple of video games and I had my so, some T-shirts arrive that I had ordered a while ago for uh, the uh, Games Done Quick mar- uh, Charity Marathon. And uh, I I had these two books. Uh, they were uh, Choose Your Own Adventure books. Those of are Hamlet. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Romeo and Juliet, huh? Uh, like they're like they're just massive tomes because uh, yeah, I was gonna say there's like you can either follow the original story, yeah. which they have marked out for you, like okay. in Hamlet, it's marked with skulls, okay, and or you can just uh, like it starts out though, like oh, choose your character, and I started uh, like I finished all the uh, paths for playing as Hamlet's father, which okay. spoiler alert if you don't know anything about Hamlet, he. He's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're a ghost and like a... So what, like with Romeo and Juliet, can you play like Mercutio and all those characters too and everything? I or? did not pop that one up to the uh, character selection. Okay. I really hope you can play as Mercutio. Uh, but that one, you can uh, have robots, giant robots. That you <laughs> so oh it's God. not serious at all. It's all, <laughs> it's all jokes. It's serious along the lines of the uh, main story, and then all of a sudden everything uh, else happens. As Hamlet Sr., I, I uh, walked to the bottom of the ocean in one of the wow. endings, and uh, when it started, ex- just instead of worrying about uh, revenge, I started exploring the o- like ocean, like, hey, I found a pirate ship. <laughs> now I become I'm a like, pirate. I'm finding all these all the sea life, uh, or like there's a time where you find out that, like, oh, I can solidify, solidify myself in objects, and then you just do that inside of the uh, <laughs> the, the guy who killed you, the king, the current king, and like so he just explodes everywhere. And wow, yeah, it was a that is a an really interesting good, take on Shakespeare. It's uh, written by the uh, well, besides Shakespeare writing the parts of it, I guess. Yeah, uh, it was uh, also written by Ryan North, who does uh, a web comic called Dinosaur Comics, which if you n- don't know anything about it, it's basically he's had the same. It's the same panels. With clip art of dinosaurs, that for like probably over ten years by now. Yeah, but and he changes the words all the time, and <laughs> it's just really, really clever. Actually, that like really smartly good. written and everything, but it's also insane because nice. it's dinosaurs that have been stopping on uh, a house and a woman for the last years and years, and I don't know. It's great. <laughs> There's a lot of. I yeah. had a I had an Amazon buy the other night that I. Kind of regret, but kind of don't. I bought, uh, you know, those Funko Pop, the Funko Pop figurines, you know? Yeah. They just came out with all the Dark Crystal ones, and then all the Labyrinth ones are coming out in September, and they had the the uh, Next Generation ones, so I went and pre-ordered all those. So uh, <laughs> you're going to have... Uh, <laughs> a terrible collection of Funkos that I'm going to be like, what the fuck am I going to so do So when a Labyrinth things? comes, though, you're going to have... Uh, I'll have Jareth, David Bowie. Is it gonna have the fucking massive cod piece? Uh, it does look a little, uh, a little bit bigger on the little picture that's there, and I laughed really hard when I looked at that. <laughs> and then it's also got uh, Jennifer Conley and uh, the little, uh, what is that little thing? The little like caterpillar thing, yeah. the blue thing with the hair. I've never out. actually watched it. I only oh, okay. know about the cod piece. Oh, okay. Well, you should watch it someday. And I never saw Dark Crystal either, actually. That is a freaking amazing movie. Uh, isn't that like the one that they have like a uh, puppetry or something? Yeah, for? the whole movie is puppetry, and it's Jim Hansen, and it's fucking cool. Like, there's some some of those things that are in there had to take like four people to do the actual things with and stuff. So I've it's heard, really cool. Like I've heard things about both of them. Yeah, so and like the whole stage setup is alive. Basically, like there's people underneath the whole thing, like moving different shit during the movie and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a fun cool. one. 
So yeah, I bought I randomly bought those the other night. I was a little intoxicated, so that's an excuse, I guess. But yeah. Oh, I saw Star Trek this past week. How was it? I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh parts of it were kinda like meh, but that's a given when it's by the guy who did the Fast and the Furious, so yeah, yeah. the story's still there. But lacking in areas. I saw a review of it that uh, the person's like he's like hated the last couple of Star Trek movies. Oh really? But then he's like saw this one like this is actually good. Like this is way better than it should have been. The best part about this one is well, almost all these ones is how much they make you feel like there's no hope whatsoever for the crew, and then somehow they pull through. And this one especially like starts out kind of slow, and then all of a sudden, bam, you're just into it right away, and you're like, holy shit, what are they going to do? Yeah, it was pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. I spent the last two hours watching clips from Star Trek The Next Generation, yeah. Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Just just basically, it was a whole bunch of clips of like, uh, clip after clip of watching the captains be badass. Yes. Picard making his uh, lawyer speeches. Oh, yeah. Cisco yeah. being like completely insanely uh, as like, oh, he'll do ev- like terrible things like for the greater good. And right. Cisco is an interesting, interesting character. He punches Q. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like, I do not give two shits. Here you go, <laughs> bam. Uh, There's, they talk about how apparently Worf is ter- is scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that. Yeah, Worf was on there. But yeah, yeah it's actually, I really wanted to watch s- some Star Trek. I think, but I don't know if I could make it through. The- I tried watching the first episode of Next Generation, and it's that first season. It's a little hard to watch yeah. just because it's so cheesy, but great. But like starting out, just start at the third season and go from there, and it's fucking uh, awesome. Yeah, like there's a bunch of because now I've hated seasons, Voyager so. the first three seasons, and now I'm on season four, and from the start of the, it's one of those uh, two-parter episodes. Yeah. So like the finale of season three into season four, now I'm just hooked to Voyager. It's really fucking good. It's when uh, seven of nine gets in there, the Borg girl. Yeah, and I had no clue that that was about. I wonder to if that's like half the reason people watch uh, Voyager. Probably because <laughs> I thought it was the worst fucking thing ever for until I just watch it when I go to so sleep. So did you see the uh, the salamander episode where they turn into salamanders? Nope, I haven't seen it's that one yet. That's pr- I've seen that one. That one's pretty terrible. Oh, I can imagine. Or Janeway and uh, uh, one of the guys, uh, I, the guy who always has shit happen to him, uh, the blonde haired guy. Uh, <laughs> that one guy, yeah. Yeah, that one guy. He. Uh, Paris? Yeah. Paris. They both turn into salamanders. and they Do you know how far into this thing is? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's real, I think it's considered the worst episode of Star Trek ever. Probably. There's, which a, is there's, there's a few bad ones. Janeway's a fucking badass. There are a lot of bad Star Trek episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really, <laughs> really saying something. Yeah. See, Voyager gets good when it's an actual episode about peril. Otherwise, when it's just, you know, like, Next Generation was perfect at just those random show episodes that just be life on the Enterprise. But Voyager's just like, okay, life on the Voyager, get the fuck home right now. And but there's, like, points in Next Generation where you can really see, like, why they went with Picard, where he list really pulls off, like, being the whole, like, in- extremely intelligent leader. Right, right, yeah. He doesn't uh, kirk his way through everything. He does not kirk his way through everything. He he strategically thinks his way through things. Reich, Riker's there to use his penis on everything. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's what I've noticed with Janeway. And Janeway just acts on a whim on a lot of things there too. And I was like, "Well, aren't you supposed to be mothering this stuff?" But nope. Uh, but like, yeah, I think that's enough Star yeah. Trek talk. Actually, yeah, you're right. Uh, we should, but go see that new movie because it was a lot of fun. I uh, don't see uh, Suicide Squad because that's gotten terrible reviews. Apparently, have you watched it yet? I have not. I, I kind of want to see it just to see how bad it is. It looks so fucking bad. I w- I haven't been excited that since like I, I saw the trailer for I it. I was kind of hopeful for it, and like. And then they had a, did a bunch of rewrites for it. Oh, really? Yeah. 
to Oof. try to toss more jokes in there because of Batman vs Superman. And apparently they did a bit bad job of mixing those in there and like the <laughs> so the tone goes <laughs> no. all over the place. Oh no. Yeah, that should have just been a vicious movie. Like yeah. I don't know. I don't think it should be very funny. And apparently the new Joker doesn't really Yeah, Jared Leto. I had no hope for him to begin oh, with. It it wasn't very cool to begin with. Yeah. I don't think neon green hair is very. Yeah, they went way too, way too old school. With stupid tattoos, yeah. like, yeah, th- all right. So the ha ha ha, that's fine. Yeah. But like the rest of the tattoos, not. I don't know. Yeah, and after it's kind of hard to do another Joker after Heath Ledger just was a badass about everything. Y- like, he was, yeah, that he's gonna stick around for a while. So I who's don't know. the one in the nineteen eighty nine bat? Uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson. Nicholson, and he's fucking amazing too. Yeah. Because he's like psychotically funny in that one. He's basically probably one of the reasons that like Heath Ledger's Joker was as good was because like he helped. He show, took like, the psychotic side of Jack Nicholson's Joker yeah. basically, and now this one's taking like the cheesy side of Jack Nicholson the and ni- the old the old old Batman. You've seen the 1966 Batman, right? Yeah, that's that's more along the, the one lines where the guy has it. like his mustache. He didn't want to shave it. Uh, Caesar yeah. Caesar Romero yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. He had he didn't want to shave his mustache, so they painted over it. It's <laughs> so fucking good. That 1966 movie's fun. I enjoy yeah, it. it's fun. Some All right, you just can't get rid of a bomb. Uh, the, what are, what have you been listening to, Carlos? Let's All get right. back into this. <laughs> Get to the topic of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I've actually been listening to, uh, I've talked about them on the show before. Uh, it's a YouTube channel called Postmodern Jukebox. And they do uh, remixes of songs in like old timey styles. There's a whole bunch of different styles they've done. Uh, the first one, like I've, a couple of the recent ones I've uh, I was listening to, uh, one of them, uh, the first one is uh, Dream On, performed by Morgan James. That's actually one of the few Aerosmith songs that I can actually listen to. I don't, I don't know. I, for, for some reason, I don't like a lot of their songs. I enjoy them. I love Seasons of Wither, too. That one's a good one. Same, I think that's the same album. Uh, another uh, song uh, from Postmodern Jukebox is uh, Black Hole Sun, performed by Haley Reinhardt. Yeah, she was on uh, freaking um, American Idol. So when you, fr- when I, when you texted yeah. that to me, I was like, holy crap, American Idol oh, girl's actually doing Oh, she's done a bunch stuff. of uh, postmodern jukeboxes, too. Yeah, like that, that's what I noticed when I was on she's here. She's done yeah. a lot of really good ones. Yeah, she was the she was the one I was rooting for that season on yeah. American Idol. I can't remember who else was on there, but I remember she was really fucking cool. She did a lot of Stevie Nicks songs and stuff on there. Cool. And uh, the girl that sings, you know that song, the X's and the O-O-O's? Yeah. yeah, I kept thinking that that was her, but it's <laughs> not her. But yeah, here's Black Old Sun featuring Haley Reinhardt. Stand neath the black the sky looks day Call my name through the crane and I'll hear you scream again Black hole sun won't you come and wash away the rain black hole 
That song gets played on the jukebox at Emma's all the time, only the typo negative version, so it's really interesting hearing, oh yeah. hearing, <laughs> hearing that version <laughs> of it. Uh, I, I, know, I, I like all their these uh, remixes that they did. It's kind of nice, to, you know, just picture like an alternate like world where like these songs were made in like the 1930s or 1940s. Because uh, that Morgan James, I guess, is playing at the Dakota Jazz Club oh in yeah. uh, uh, October, I guess. So cool. yeah, just thinking about going to see something like that at the Dakota would be really fun. That were actually probably would be a lot of fun. Uh, there's this other one I see in here. I want to hear what it is. It's Sweet Child of Mine, <laughs> New Orleans style, Guns and Roses. That that's not what I thought it was going to be at all. That's not what I was expecting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I guess I don't know what New Orleans style is. There's also uh, after the dot dot dot. It said uh, Phil Mac remix. So oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. Uh, remix. And then this other one seems kind of cool. It's uh, Haley Reinhardt doing Creep. Oh, I love that. That's. I think I've probably mentioned that one on the program yeah. in the past. Yeah, that one's like one of the best ones on the. I'm sure that has like millions and millions of reviews. Probably, views. yeah. I'm just on like iTunes on right on now iTunes. doing the little clips. Yeah. Uh, me, I've just been listening to a lot of Marilyn Manson lately for some reason. I don't yeah. know why. But uh, Billy Talent's new album, after seven years, has come out, and they're finally going on tour again. So I got tickets to that, but uh, I don't know who that is. I've never heard from. Uh, they were at in high school. They're another one of those post-punk bands or whatever that I listened to. But uh, yeah, here's one of their new songs, uh, "Afraid of Heights." Ghost Ship of Cannibal Rats. <laughs> Uh, 
their biggest song they had was Red Flag from 2006. I don't know if you, you might recognize it. I don't know. I don't know. It was featured in a few movies back when we were in high school and stuff. I don't know. I don't think. Oh, but who are they called? Billy Talent. They're from Canada. And also the movie Grind. There was a big. S- they had the the X in that one, and like they go to a children's skate place and make fun of them and stuff and skateboard. And Never that song's it. playing in the back. You don't remember Grind? Never saw skateboarding it. movie from nineteen no. from two thousand like four or five. What's that? Uh, no, I, there's a snowboarding music. Uh, snow snowboarding. Oh yeah, movie. oh cold. Fucking that was a great movie. <laughs> they put Zach uh, Galifianakis in the passenger seat of the car, the driver's seat of the what car. Was that Zach Galifianakis? Zach Galifianakis is in there. I don't know if that's him. The that one they put where in they the put car. like salt on his like. Yeah, they p- yep, yep. And then the deer comes up and licks him. That's Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. I thought it was a <laughs> bear. No, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, yeah, that was a good band. Uh, those mu- that music was pretty good actually. Cool. I'll have oh, to yeah. check him out later. I like him. Billy Town. Um, yeah, let's go into the musical news of music and stuff. Yeah, I want to watch Out Cold because I haven't thought of Out Cold in a long time. <laughs> oh, starting over, I guess. Ireland in the Sun playing from Weezer. Oh, yeah, 2001 is when that came out. Oh, God. Yeah. Who was in that? Yeah, Zach Galifianakis. Oh God! Jason I London, he was in that. I might have Island in the, the uh, Sun stuck in my head for a <laughs> while now, because they play that throughout the movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, they're in Alaska. Yeah, they, I'm pretty sure it's Zach Evan that they put in the the truck or the car when he's uh, passed out at the bar, and then they spin the car around really fast in the circle, and they all hop in, and they all start screaming. Then he starts screaming to try and stop it. They have a, an actor in there that uh, I I think that's the first time I ever saw him. Like he, he plays like the the crazy dude on who says that he invented snowboarding oh yeah and like, he show, and like he's also like ron burgundy and a whole bunch of other stuff after that yeah and, um uh fuck it yeah he's right there in that picture he's yeah. uh, uh 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 the bald guy yeah the sportscaster yeah he's <laughs> i can't remember what his fucking name yeah. is right now oh yeah he's he's in a lot of stuff though and like that was the first time i ever saw him in the show anything yeah, 2001. So, yeah, that that could be one of the first ones or the big ones. He was in Super Troopers, too. Oh, he was in The Replacements, maybe. He was in Super Troopers. I don't remember that him being Well, maybe there. he wasn't. I don't know. I'm just looking at pictures right now. <laughs> All right, into the news. We're derailing this whole show. <laughs> uh, Patty Smith will participate in Inside Artists and Writers in Reading Prison, a newly announced event that will pay tribute to, the o- to Oscar Wilde. She'll read selections from Wilde's Prisoner Letters, uh, prison letters de de profundus de profundus alongside of novelist Colm Tomblin and actors Ben Wishwa and Ralph Fiennes. Uh, the exhibition will take place at Reading Gowell, the prison where Wilde was imprisoned after being convicted for gross indecency in 1895. De profundus was a letter Wilde wrote to his lover and friend Lord Alfred Douglas, reflecting on his relationship with Douglas, his life before the conviction, and a spiritual awakening that occurred in prison. So that's interesting. I, I, all I thought about was Bob Dylan playing a rock show at a prison, and now they're doing they're doing poem readings at a prison. Huh. Interesting. Rihanna doesn't want fans to get distracted by their cell phones when attending her concerts. She made that abundantly clear at her show last er, last week in France, uh, where she told the crowd 
I don't want to see you texting your boyfriends or your girlfriends, and I don't want to see you catching any Pokemons up in this bitch. Please put your phones away. I can understand <laughs> that. I caught a Pokemon on stage with fucking Rihanna. <laughs> um, but so I, I also think, well, like, I can absolutely understand, like, not wanting people in your crowd to do that, but it's kind of kind of weird though to have somebody on stage actually say that pokemons are everywhere but under- there's a legendary one on stage rihanna it's absolutely understandable just because like you don't want that in fucking movie theaters either yeah right right uh since the campaign for president began candidates have been using countless songs for their rallies and events many artists have opposed the music uh use in political context or by the candidates they do not support Neil Young, for instance, was not okay with Donald Trump using rock and roll in a free rockin in a free world in June 2015, and Young telling Trump to fuck you basically just said to him. Uh, on an episode of Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, several artists joined together to perform a new song, urging candidates to stop using their music without first seeking permission. Usher, Cindy Lauper, Josh Groban, Cheryl Crow, Hart, Michael Bolton, and John Mellencamp were on hand to sing about having their songs used improperly. Groven at one point belts out, if I wanted to sing and not get paid, I'd be on Spotify. They also offer candidates a free song to use, which is just a cat walking around on a and su- subsequently napping on a piano. <laughs> uh, here's a clip from that. You gotta call my publisher, okay? <laughs> you always take our music out of context anyway. Why would Reagan be playing born in the USA? It's about Vietnam. Yeah, it's pretty good. That was a good episode. That was all about the Republican National Convention, and then last week's episode was about the Democratic one. It was pretty funny. Uh, which show was that one? That was uh, that last one. week tonight with John Oliver. Yeah, I watched his uh, his stuff. Also, like you see, uh, apparently uh, Colbert he did uh, gigantic things for both of them. Yeah, yeah, he had live shows after I, I, every night. Or I whatever. watched the uh, some of the like the the r- deleted scenes. Like it was just like oh yeah, he like he looks exo- like he looks exhausted. He I looks can, like well yeah, he's out. actually recording at fucking midnight in New York. So. <laughs> like he's like the, <laughs> like they have like uh, they probably got paid like a lot of money from Bud just because like he's made fun of Bud so much. <laughs> but like he's drinking like in on the show and like he like mentions to the crowd like yeah I we would uh, I want to get you guys beers too, and but you know. The lawyer said that we couldn't do that, you know, because somebody might die. <laughs> God. <laughs> everybody booed. He's like, yeah, I know. Well, yeah, he probably, what, finishes the show, stays up for another two hours because oh, yeah, he can't sleep and, and then was, goes I'm to sure bed. I'm sure it was like at like 2 o'clock in the morning at that yeah. point, too, or something like and that. And then you have to watch the entire event the next <laughs> day to make sure you can write all the jokes and shit and everything, too, and then go on live again. Like but no, that, that was really cool. That There's was, a lot of really good work. He is an that. awesome late-night show host. He is really good. Yeah. Um... Jack White and Third Man Records made history last week. Uh, They were successful in their attempt to play the first phonographic record in space. 
as previously detailed, they launched a space-proof turntable in a vessel dubbed the Icarus Craft, which was attached to the high-altitude balloon. Uh, as it reached its highest possible height, the machine played their 2010 single, Carl Sagan's A Glorious Dawn. Uh, when the record would end mid-flight, the arm picked up and started to play over and over again. It flew for an hour and 20 minutes, and after flying over 94,000 feet, uh, the balloon popped and Icarus plummeted back to Earth. The turntable was still spinning when it made its landing. They uh, maybe uh, shouldn't name vehicles after Icarus. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just saying, putting that out there. Well, like, he, granted, like it turned. He out went to go touch the sun and then fell back to Earth. And so. just like the balloon did, maybe yep. he should have called it something like, "Oh yeah, this thing never is gonna fall down." But ninety-four thousand feet is as high as the weather balloon can go. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> but it was pretty cool. I w- I skipped through a bunch of it because I'm like, I'm not watching a fucking hour and a half of this. But yeah, it's pretty fun watching it go all the way up. What's the name of that Zeppelin that exploded way back in the day? The um, Hindenburg. The Hindenburg. Yeah, you don't want to name any aircraft. Yeah, the, the Hindenburg. Hindenburg right? <laughs> the Hindenburg too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Netflix's uh, Stranger Things features the score by Kyle Dixon and Michael Stein, who are part of an Austin band called Survive. Uh, their music for the program is now on its own to be officially released. Uh, today was announced on the show's Facebook page that Dixon and Stein's soundtrack is coming soon. Did you uh, see that show yet? Yeah, it's so good. Oh, it was fantastic. So I yeah, I I watched it last uh, Wednesday. I woke up at like eight thirty in the morning and made a pot of coffee. I'm like, I guess I'll just start watching some Stranger <laughs> Things. And then fifteen minutes before I go to work, I I finished the whole series. <laughs> Just absolutely fantastically <laughs> it's done. It's so fucking good. It was so. I good. don't even care about ET or the Goonies, but like that movie. Was well, yeah, I mean, like the, sh- the show. It has, was fi- it has feelings of like the yeah. Stephen King and Steven Spielberg oh, it was from back in the day. Heavily inspired by all that stuff. There's a lot. But more it, it's its own yeah. standing thing, which I thought was really cool. A lot more Stephen King in there than I thought. The oh, the oh. main scene I remember all the time is uh, what's that song that was playing in the background? I'm trying to remember. But when they're making love and then uh, Barb is in the pool. Oh, yeah. That song that's playing in the background there. They do such a good job with songs in that entire show. What like, was the like not kids even the favorite score, song? But I'm tr- like the the one that he like comes while he's like trapped. Oh, uh, da da Should I stay or should yeah. I go now? Yeah. Yep. No, that was a really good show. They did awesome, and I'm intrigued to see what season two will bring. But we won't talk about that I until we make sure people have heard about this. Oh yeah, that people should really see it. But I was like actually worried that like. Oh God! They're like a season two. Like, how can they do that? Like, yeah. this is so actually so completely perfect that I'm yeah, worried that it, it might is, be yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. Because it in it in a whole, it should it could just be one. What they should do is like American Horror Story, where it's like one entire thing, and then something else is its own thing, and something else is its own thing. I think that would yeah, be cool. I kind of want them to do that, but at the same time, like they did it, actually, they have a lot of world building put into this. Yeah, thing, they so. do. They do. So like pages stuff about the well, <coughs> don't want to talk about it. people should li- should watch it. Yeah, it it's is. on Netflix. It's so freaking good. And it's only eight episodes long, so you can finish it really quickly. Yeah. Uh, Prince's family has announced an official tribute concert that will take place this fall. Uh, I think it's October 13th. It'll be at the U.S. Bank Stadium, the new Viking Stadium in Minneapolis. Uh, performers are still yet to be announced, but uh, they said we are excited for the opportunity to bring everyone together for the official family celebration of Prince's life music and legacy and there's no better place to do it in his hometown of minneapolis are they gonna play ra- what was it like raspberry parfait raspberry parfait was it, was that they have it right or i, I think so that, Ras- no, that, that raspberry was, that, sorbet no that, no that was the thing that they were gonna do the next song yeah, at the end. yeah. i don't remember what the actual the other song starfish 
chocolate something 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 oh, that, that song is really catchy it is but we can't think of it right now yeah. <laughs> they put me on the spot uh, yeah i uh, figured you'd remember something that i happened. know right um two weeks ago uh, it's uh <laughs> side order of ham starfish and coffee yeah then maple syrup and jam there you go if you want those kind of things that's it so catchy uh, a couple weeks ago, actor Edward Norton opened a contest to offer Radiohead fans two tickets to watch the band's concert at Madison Square Garden with him and his friends. Uh, the contest took place on CrowdRise, a fundraising website Norton, which Norton co-founded. Um, and to enter, you had to donate at least $10 to the conversation, conversation, no, Conservation International, an organization that is helping to build a healthier and more proper, prosperous and productive planet. Uh, the lucky winners uh, were a woman named Julia and her boyfriend, Corey, who are both animators. Uh, one is the animator for Cartoon Network's Adventure Time, and Corey is the SpongeBob SquarePants animator. Uh, they put on their Instagram that Tom York asked for two drawings for his kids because his daughter loves uh, Adventure Time and her son loves SpongeBob. So <laughs> they drew a little cartoon for him. There's pictures and stuff. So that would have been an awesome thing to win. Yeah, they got to go backstage and meet Tom York with Edward Norton. And they got to party the night away with Ed Norton and his friends. That sounds like a lot of fun. That would be one of the most fun nights ever. Uh, but yeah, I went to go put my $10 in and they don't accept Discover card on there. So I was, I was really bummed. Uh, final in news over the weekend Rockin' 1000. Italy's self-proclaimed biggest rock band on earth, made up of over, over a thousand people, held a concert called That's Live. It was at the Oregon Stadium in Italy. During the show, they covered the White Stripes' Seven Nation Army, among other songs. Uh, I can't remember what they were. They listed a bunch of them. Uh, but the group have shared an official video for the performance of David Bowie's Rebel Rebel, and it's really freaking cool. So here you go. I'm sorry. That's really cool. I wonder cool. where I've heard that before. <laughs> the opening song <laughs> yeah. to the show. But no, yeah, there's like, I don't know, 300 drummers there or some shit like that. And they're all going on cue at the same. And then they got hundreds of singers, 100 guitarists. Yeah, I thought it was a really cool video. But I can't find, they don't have any official videos for the other tracks from there. Just people shooting videos from yeah. their cell phones. But uh, yeah, that was, that was I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, you got any news that you know of? Nope, I do not. All right, let's go into the weekly view.
All right, welcome to the weekly theme. This week we have uh, freaking rocking lead women of rock bands and stuff. Like yeah. the ones that just rule and you want to see them live because they own the show. Uh, I actually had a little trouble because I kept thinking of artists and was like, damn it, they're actually a solo artist technically. Oh, yeah, yep. So. The, uh, I, I have one of those on mine that's a solo artist, but she's in a rock band. That's her main rock yeah. band is called that. But uh, yeah, I was trying to go for like uh, just a lead woman instead of a f- all female band because yeah. we've done all female bands before on the show. Have we? I'm pretty sure. Well, I have in the past. I don't know if you were on the show at that time, but I probably was not because I'd have had a lot of trouble with that. Yeah, I I got almost all the way through, and I think I had to look up two more for a last idea. But uh, yeah, Carlos, you want to start us out? Yeah, uh, I'm going to start us off with uh, Heart of Glass from Blondie. <laughs> Debbie Harry, you are so cool. Yeah, like there's a lot of good songs for Blondie. Like it's hard to choose which one I was going to go with. My all time favorite, I think, is Atomic. And I also love Rapture. But uh Call Me is good as well. Oh, Hanging yeah. on the telephone. She's awesome. Way cool. She was just uh in out the outskirts of Milwaukee somewhere. It was like Wakawa or something. Oh, yeah. And it was on the coast of the east the eastern coast of Wisconsin. I was like, What? Blondie, you're playing in a random city? Why aren't you playing here in Minneapolis? But uh, yeah, <clears throat> my first first one is uh, Miss Lita Ford, and the song is called "Kiss Me Deadly," and uh, it's just a lot of fun. And Lita Ford's badass. Yeah, she was pretty cool too. Yeah, Lita Ford. Uh, my next one is uh, was from uh the band Heart, and it's Crazy on You. Yeah, I wouldn't know which one to choose either from this band. Yeah, there's a bunch of good ones too. Crazy on You is a good choice. Thank you. 
Oh yeah, heart. Yeah, they're freaking cool. And like that song's just really catchy. Like that's that's the reason I decided to go with that one. Just same with Ooh Barracuda. That one's always fun oh, too. Th- th- did they do? I, I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah, that one's fantastic. <laughs> I remember playing that on Guitar Hero over and over all again. the time, yeah. all the time. And that was the one I could always play on hard and get almost all of them too. That oh, I can probably. I might almost have like still have it in me to play it on expert. <laughs> Maybe expert, really expert. I could do it. You're crazy. At a point in time, a <laughs> there were a couple. Ba- there all those that you, need, you just need a 24 pack of Mountain Dew in you. And I played be good way to go. too much Guitar Hero. <laughs> I, I, there's a couple songs I could actually 100 percent on like the highest difficulty. Really, a few of them. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I remember, but like generally it was like the easy ones, like yeah. Band on the Run. Hell yeah, I could. I definitely Weezer, played that one over and over again. Uh, the sweater size. If you want, we know it was a Buddy Holly that was on there. Buddy Holly might have been. Yeah. I I don't know. I, there was a couple different tutorials. I can't rem- even remember which ones I got. I don't remember Band on the Run on mine. I, it was one of the. Uh, I think it was three. Okay, maybe. yeah, I probably didn't have yeah. that one. Uh, my next one is the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, and the song is Gold Lion because uh, uh Karen O is freaking a badass for yeah, she's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, if you get a chance to see them live, they are they put on an awesome show. There's just three people in the band and a fourth one they're live. And uh yeah, Karen O just kicks ass on stage. Cool. So uh my next one, uh I cho- I it was a little difficult to try to spread my artist or I tr- I tried not to get all like one decade or something like that. It'd be really easy for me if I went on like Pandora to pull a bunch of like artists off. It'd all be like in the fucking eighties or seventies or basically, but uh this is from uh, this decade, actually. This is from uh, Lord, and I decided to go with Team. Lord. Yeah, it's Lord, Lord, Lord. That probably came out like what, three, four years ago? Uh I just closed the window. Yeah. But yeah, like that's like I don't know, like for coming off like nowhere and like for being so young, like yeah. she that first album was really good and then like a couple of the songs after like she's really sensitive that have been mm-hmm. good, like Yellow Flicker Beat and stuff. Yeah, like she's that. she's cool because she melds the like big pop scene with the, yeah. the, the indie scene. 
Same with Sia. She started to do that. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, my next one is by Alabama Shakes. Whenever we have, like, a female or newer thing, I like to add Alabama Shakes because they're so freaking cool. Uh, this song's from the movie Silver Linings Playbook, and it's called Always All Right, and Brittany Howard is a badass. I guess Kiss is playing at Lacrosse Center in Austin, <laughs> the Lacrosse Center Arena. Uh, album uh, Shakes did uh, "Sound and Color," right? Yeah, uh, that song's great. Mm-hmm. I really like the music video for it too. Yep, they're they're one of my favorite bands at the moment. Uh, yeah, sorry about that Kiss thing. It was just popped up on the oh side, and right. I thought it was kind of funny because they're playing in lacrosse. Uh, what's your one? Uh, my next one, I actually had. I, there was a couple other songs I had to choose between, but I decided to go with the this one. Uh, this is a. Uh, the song's Zombie, and it's from The Cranberries. Like there's like a couple other songs like I thought about oh maybe go with one of the other ones like where because that one does get a little a little bit screechy. At I'm points. happy you didn't pick linger though because I'm sick of linger. Yeah, I do I love dreams though, and I can't I be with like you dreams. is really good. Uh, but I decided to go with this one just because every once in a while I just have to go on YouTube and just listen through it again. Yep. Yeah. I I for my next one I was gonna pick no doubt because Gwen Stefani was pretty cool and no doubt, but uh, I went back to my high school time. And picked one of those post-punk bands. Uh, you'll probably remember them, Flyleaf. Oh yeah, are they yeah. still around? They I don't know if they're still around, but uh, this is from their their album that came out in that time. Uh, the song is called "I'm So Sick." <laughs>
I was going to pick the, I can feel you all over, but I wanted that scream in there at the back. Well, that's a good, uh, that's a good song. I like that band, a lot of their mm-hmm. songs they did. Uh, I, was, I, I probably would have had them on my list, if I had, if, but every time I was like trying to think, Cause there's, a so- there's a band like that, but I kept thinking of Evanescence, and I just yeah, did not want to have Evanescence. The Evanescence and Hailstrom, I was like, no, I don't yeah. want any of those, and I don't want Paramore, but yeah. 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 Well, I, I probably would have put Hailstrom on my list if I could have decided on one, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't want Evanescence on my list for sure. And yeah. But yeah, Flyleaf was, does a lot of fan, <laughs> uh, great stuff. All right, what you got? Uh, my final one on my list is, uh, well, it's from Joanne Jett and the Blackhearts, but she's done a lot of good stuff throughout the years. And it was really hard to choose one. Like, clearly there's, like, uh, Bad Reputation, which is one of the most popular ones that everybody's heard. And also, w- if uh, you ever think of it, you probably think of Freaks and Geeks also. But mm-hmm. I decided to go with uh, a cover of a song, and it's called Crimson and Clover. I got to see Joan Jett back in 2006. I remembered at uh, Warp Tour. That was really Sweet. cool. She's awesome. I remember <laughs> I, had, uh, I, I had once heard like Crimson and Clover on the radio. I was like, what is this? I've never heard this before. So like, I did a quick search. It's like, pull up like this, uh, got the artist and like, who the hell is this? It was some, it was uh, the original version. Yeah, isn't I, it I got Tommy it. James and the Shandells like, or something? What the hell? Like that's the voice I sounded like, definitely sound female. But yeah. Uh, it was the uh, it was the Joanne Jett version I had heard on the radio. Nice. Uh, my final one: a list couldn't be complete of female lead singers without one of the greatest, and that would be Grace Slick, and she was in Jefferson Airplane. So here is somebody to love. When the truth is found to be. Yep, that's a wonderful song. Oh yeah, that is really catchy and uh, a Just classic. That power behind her voice in that song is so freaking cool. There's actually a joke in uh, Supernatural about uh, Jefferson airplanes, I believe. Uh, they, the joke was like uh, how they had like discovered a new monster. Like we can name it, so he decides to name it uh, the Jefferson airplanes because they're at, they're terrible and. Uh, they, uh, and the other reason was because uh, they just won't fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Oh, no, oh yeah, it was the yeah, Jefferson Starship or yep. something like that. And then they just became Starship, and they built this city on rock and roll, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, that song's really good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like some other bands we could have chose were Big Brother and the Holding Company, which is Janis Joplin's original band. Um, the Mamas and the Papas. Yeah. Uh, Velvet Underground. Nico fronted that band for a little while. 
You could always do Fleetwood Mac. Um, let's yeah. see. The Runaways, which would be Joan Jett's original oh, yeah. band with Cherry Curie. Cherry, 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 Cherry Curie. I, think oh, that's I thought it was Cherry Bomb. Well, yeah, the the, girl, the oh. other lead singer. Oh, the yeah. Ch- yeah, I did not remember Well, it's a full female band, but yeah. uh, there's the Bangles. Uh, the Arrhythmics, that would be Annie Lennox. The Go-Go's. Oh, who did the, what did the Arrhythmics do? That was uh, Sweet Dreams. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, My Bloody Valentine, forgot about them. Then the 90s just became like a breakout of bands. Like it was really, it was 60s, 70s, and 80s were kind of short, but 90s. Yeah, yeah, the B50. Uh, yeah, this is the th- same thing. The B52s are putting yeah. in the 90s, but they were really They should the not 80s. have been there in the first yeah. place. Uh, you got the Cranberries, Elastica, Garbage Hole. I guess low, no doubt. Portishead, the Pretenders, which should also be in the '80s. I don't know why they're right there. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Maybe it's because of that I don't know. Maybe they changed the artists around or something. Who knows? Could be. I, yeah. I don't know. Like I saw that I was like pulled up a list. Hey, let's make sure I have like everybody I want. Like I see all these like names aren't aren't in the grouped in the right decades. Like that's just. Well, yeah, and they put this. They put Slater Kenny in the 2000s. I think they were in the '90s as well. So. Or maybe they're do. Uh, maybe it's all sorted by like uh, profits, and if they release like a greatest hits, and like a, if it did yeah. really well, maybe. Uh, Who knows? I don't understand how those algorithms work. I th- yeah, I think this was just some drunk guy. That's what it is. Maybe some drunk guy too. putting his stuff together. <laughs> a lot like know. Department of Offense. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> all right, uh, let's let's get on to closing the show here. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Soundwave. New episodes are released every other Thursday. The theme for our next show, what do you got, Carlos? Any ideas? Uh, you know, we we may have done it like a long time ago, but let's do color again. Color again? I like colors. Uh, colors unless are we ha- Unless I'm thinking of like bandwagon, in which case it doesn't matter. We'll just do color anyways. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Colors is our theme for the next show. Uh, for updates and more information about Soundwave or other shows, go like us on Facebook at Blind Ninja Studios, or you can follow us on Twitter at Blind underscore Ninja. Our flagship show, The Department of Defense, is still live every Sunday evening, usually. Come join in the fun at blindindustudios.com slash live. This show and all of our other ones are available to stream on our website at blindindustudios.com, or you can subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode. Uh, if you do use iTunes to subscribe, be sure to leave us a review so we can try and get up on the top of the, the boards there and have more people listen to Soundwave so you can share it with more people. Uh, if you just can't get enough of Soundwave or Blind Ninja Studios, you should help support us. At the bottom of blindindustudios.com, click on Patreon and sign up. It works like a monthly donation service that you can pledge any amount that works for you, even low as a buck. Also, if you're doing your shopping on Amazon, don't forget to click by, check, click, uh, go by our homepage first and click on the Amazon link at the bottom. Uh, once you check out Amazon, Amazon just kicks a little bit of money towards us. It doesn't cost you anything else. Uh, questions, comments, any kind of feedback, email us at feedback at blindindustudios.com or even easier, message us on Facebook. We'll see you again in two weeks. Goodbye. Thank you.